Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Faithless with Lisette Diaz, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here is your host. Hello, everyone. Happy Lent. Uh, we have already started our season of Lent, so I'm so excited to get started with you guys. Uh, my name is Lisette Diaz. I'm your host for this podcast from the Diocese of Orlando called Faithless. And today we're going to be talking about Lent and and how it relates to our faith. The reason why I really want to focus on this is because Lent is such a pivotal point for so many people. It's my favorite season in the entire church calendar. (laughs) It's because we get this chance to form this relationship with Christ and really focus on it. And the cool thing is that everybody's doing the same thing. So everyone is very helpful in trying to get you to that point where you reach that that spirituality that you want. And Lent is a perfect time to do that. Sometimes in the year, you know, you get confused or you have a lot of things that are happening and you kind of get sidetracked and people get sidetracked. So not everyone's kind of on the same page, but in Lent, Everybody knows, you know, this is the time to buckle down and really start making some changes in your life. So I want to talk about Lent today in a little bit more detail and how it relates to our faith. Particularly with our show being called Faithless, it is important for us to know what Lent is and how it increases that faith and how it helps us become better Christians. So what is Lent? Lent is a period of 40 days and we're currently in that period, and it starts with Ash Wednesday, which was this Wednesday, this past Wednesday. And in Ash Wednesday, we receive ashes on our forehead, reminding us that we came from ashes and that to ashes we're going to return. So God made us from nothing, and we're going to return to ashes in the end. So it's that humility factor, the fact that we are sinners, that we have a lot of ways to go. It's getting rid of that pride and really practicing humility. So that's what Ash Wednesday is all about. And it carries on the message throughout Lent. That's why we do Ash Wednesday. It's to remind you, hey, Lent is a season for humility. It's a season when we really take a look at ourselves and make the changes we need to make to be better Christians. So Ash Wednesday starts Lent. It lasts for 40 days. And these 40 days don't include Sundays. So we uh, tend to make a sacrifice during Lent. People choose to, uh, to, I don't know, give up chocolate, give up pizza, give up something that they really, really enjoy. Um, Other people choose to abstain from works like um, making sure that they don't treat people badly, making sure that they're humble to others. And that's actually one of the messages from um, Pope Francis this this season, to make sure that we are, are making these extra efforts to be kind to others and to be good Christians. And rather than giving up something physical, we give up some habit, some bad habit that we have that creates a wall between us and others. So in Lent, we pick the sacrifice And the purpose of this sacrifice is to take something away from ourselves so that we can realize that 
you know, that yearning that you have for that thing that you just gave up, that yearning is the yearning you should have for Christ or more, even deeper because Christ is, you know, our essence. It's what, it's what made us. It's what we are. So this period of sacrifice goes from Monday to Saturday. Sundays don't count in Lent because Sunday is the day that Jesus Christ resurrected. And on Sundays, we celebrate the Holy Mass as, you know, our our holy day of the week. So I know sometimes we go on Saturdays and sometimes we go on Sundays, but Sunday is considered the the main holy day. Saturday is like the vigil mass for Sunday mass. So because Sundays are considered this day where we commemorate Christ rising from the dead, we don't practice Lent during those days. So we don't do the sacrifice. We don't do the fasting and all that. And we're going to talk about all those pillars of Lent in a second. But Sundays are with are taken out from Lent. So the 40 days include this period of time and it lasts all the way until Holy Thursday. So the last week of Lent is Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday is when Jesus came back and he from his from his retreat for 40 days and he was welcomed into town with palms and they brought out a donkey so that he could sit on and ride through the town and then a few days later they're already condemning him to death so palm sunday starts holy week and then holy thursday starts a season we call tritium and it's the shortest season in the catholic church because it only lasts three days and it's holy thursday good friday and holy saturday holy thursday is when we do the last supper and the washing of the feet then good friday is the day we remember christ's death on the cross and holy saturday is the day that we celebrate the easter vigil and the easter vigil is oh beautiful it's amazing so these three days are like the it's called the tritium and it's it's a time where we really really focus on christ's death and sacrifice for us and then his resurrection that miracle of grace that he gave us so these 40 days add up to really that pivotal moment where easter comes into the picture where we were saved from our sins so this has a lot to do with faith because this is the essence of our faith. We are we believe that Christ died and rose for our sins, that he opened the gates of heaven, that he broke down those barriers for us. And because of that, we have to make sure that we hold this season very, very highly in our hearts. So those are the 40 days. How does it increase your faith? Well, Lent itself has, like I said, um, these sacrifices and, and other things that you do to make sure that you are becoming a better Christian. So it's a practice for making you better and increasing your faith and trust in God. And how do we do this? So Lent has three pillars. The first is prayer. The second is fasting. And the third is almsgiving. And we're going to go over each one individually. So some people also add in their um, abstinence, but we're not we're not going to talk about that just yet. We're going to talk about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So the first pillar of Lent 
is prayer. And there's a ton of different ways to pray. I know most of us are very accustomed to, you know, doing the sign of the cross, put our hands together, let's say an Our Father, ten Hail Marys, a Glory Be, and another sign of the cross, and we're done. Or we do a rosary. Well, that's a form of prayer, but that's not the only form of prayer. You have meditation, where you meditate on the Word of God, or you meditate in your heart and just sit in front of like the Blessed Sacrament or something and just let God pour over you and just feel God. That's a form of prayer because you are sitting there and you're giving yourself to Christ in this moment, and you're totally silent and just enjoying the presence of God. That's a form of prayer. I love meditation. Meditation is beautiful. You can also listen to music that inspires Christ in you. So we have a lot of hymns in our church that you can listen to from the Gather Book, or or you have stations like Z88.3 that play religious music that that inspires you to be not only positive in your life, but also makes you really think about the messages in this music and really contemplate them. And that's a form of prayer. So there are a lot of different ways to pray. And in Lent, we devote this time to prayer. So you have to give yourself time during Lent to pray preferably daily and and just give this time to God so that he can plant in you that seed telling you what it is that you need to do to become better and so that connection with God prayer is that doorway that that connection that you make with Christ and that is super important the next is fasting the second pillar and fasting is where we give up food now it's not like you're not going to eat all day I know some people think that fasting is where you just kind of drink water and nothing else for the rest of the day. And then the next day is when you can finally eat. And so people are passing out everywhere. And um, our our pastor this, this Ash Wednesday was actually talking about that. And we were laughing because it's the truth. A lot of people have, like, for example, I do. I have hypoglycemia. So that's a form of, that's like a not-so-bad diabetes. So... I can't be without food, otherwise my sugar levels will drop and I'll pass out. So he was making fun of it and, and saying how we really, really can't do that anymore because it's it's hard for a lot of people to do. So what fasting is in our day and age is pretty much you eat one sort of decent-sized meal. So it's not like you have a feast for one meal. You know, you eat a, you eat a decent meal, like a lunch. And then you have two other really, really small meals during the day. And those two small meals, when you add them up, they don't even, they're not going to add up to the lunch that you had. So they're just going to be small meals that are going to help you kind of get through the day. So you eat very minimally and you're going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. But the point of fasting is to put yourself in this place where you long for something just the same as we talked about in the sacrifices before, you long for something that makes you realize how much you really should be longing for Christ instead. And one of the things that our pastor said this past Ash Wednesday that really stuck to me was that it was a beautiful message, saying that we have the luxury to choose to fast. We can say, you know what, I'm not going to eat today. 
I'm going to choose to go hungry for the day. And, and like he said, it really is a luxury for us because we have the ability to choose. We have millions of other people in this world that have no choice. They have to go hungry because they just don't have anything to eat. So he was talking about how it puts us in solidarity with our brothers and sisters who are hungry. And it gives us that need for justice. I loved when he said that because it's it's inspiring us to to want better things for our brothers and sisters. It's taking the greed away. It's making us say, we really need to do something for these people because this sucks. I don't like being hungry. Imagine like this every single day and children that die of starvation daily. That's what fasting does for us. It puts us in solidarity with our brothers and sisters. It gives us a a hint of what we should be longing for in Christ. And it also helps us want that need for justice. And when you give something up willingly, that's a sacrifice that God sees. So God really, really loves it when we do this, not because it's like, oh, they're going hungry. No, God is not like that. It's because he sees that we are purposely seeking out Christ to the point where we deny ourselves food and not to an extreme extent, but to an extent where, you know, we can be in this meditative state. We deny ourselves this food to seek him out. And that is a sacrifice that is lovely. Think about a love story where, you know, you have this man and this woman and they love each other, but they long for each other and the man decides, you know what, I'm going to give up this thing I really love so that I can be with you because I long you, I long for you, and I want to make sure that you're taken care of, so I'll give this up. Doesn't that speak volumes? Even in relationships and married couples, when someone gives something up for you that they really love, that just says so much. And we have that kind of relationship with God. We have to stop dividing or separating our relationship with God and thinking that it's solely, you know, creator most high and me the little humble little tiny little thing that God created. God wants to have this love, this romance with us. And we don't give him that romance because we we separate it so much. And he is high and almighty, but he is also so close to us. He made us in his image. He loves us. So we have to have this this loving relationship with him. And for fasting, the church doesn't ask people who are younger than 18 or older than 59 to participate. They ask people from 18 to 59 years old to take part in fasting. And if you're pregnant or you have medical conditions such as diabetes, um, or, or other conditions where you really need to eat so that you can be healthy, then then that doesn't apply to you. The fasting doesn't apply to you. I still try to make it so that, you know, we don't eat too much. So I'm not eating too much. I'm eating just what I need to make sure that, for example, because I'm pregnant, so I want to make sure my baby has the nutrients it needs for the day, but I'm not going to overdo it eating chocolate like I crave every single day. You know what I mean? Um, also, every single Friday in Lent, we abstain from meat. We fast from meat. So we try not to eat any chicken, pork, anything. We, we eat seafood. Um, and I really don't like seafood, so that's definitely a good sacrifice for me. <laughs> so um, Fridays, we make sure we try not to eat meat. We take away the, the meat from our diet. 
and it's just for Fridays. So next, the the last pillar of Lent is almsgiving. Almsgiving is giving to the poor, pretty much. You give from what you have and from what you need to those who need it most. So it is a sacrifice. You're giving away something that you kind of need, but the other person needs it kind of more than you do, so just just give it to them. And this is something that we talked about in a few episodes ago in, in this podcast for Faithless. We talked about how giving to the poor fights the vice of greed. Giving away instead of taking gets rid of greed. So... Again, this goes back to this humble aspect of Lent, where we where we humble ourselves to be open to Christ. And Christ is present in the poor, particularly in the poor. And we know that reading that says, you know, when I was naked, you turned away from me, you didn't even clothe me. When I was hungry, you didn't give me food. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me to drink. Well, these people are hungry, they're naked, they're thirsty, they're lacking in things that they need to survive, and we keep turning away from them. Not necessarily because we mean to sometimes, sometimes we get so preoccupied with our lives that we forget. So one of the things that almsgiving does for us is it allows us to give to others. So the three pillars of Lent, one more time, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. These are things we have to make room for in our lives because we're not used to doing these things. So we have to allow ourselves time for prayer. We have to limit ourselves from these desires and do a little bit of fasting. And we have to give to others. We have to go out of our way to make sure we are giving to those who need it most. So these things, all in all, are the essence of Lent. And they're going to help us become this, these closer beings to Christ, just giving of ourselves to be able to be with him a little bit more. And even though this sounds like it's more of a, a practice than seeking to increase our faith, like we talk about here in Faithless, they're really one and the same. Because these things are the things you need to do to be able to understand where your faith needs the most work. So I really encourage you guys to practice these things during Lent, to give it a try. It's it's not going to hurt you. It's going to make you better. Just make sure that you do it with all your heart and that you think of Christ every single step of the way. And if you need help, remember, the entire Catholic Church is practicing this right now. Everybody is in Lent, so it's not like you are in a separate season where you have to go out of your way and be like, Father, I just don't know what to do. I'm trying to fast and it's just not working. And then they can't really relate because they're not fasting or whatever. No, everybody's doing the same thing right now. So if you need help with any of this, every single parish in the Diocese of Orlando has this mission going on to help all of us get through this Lent to become better people. So reach out. We're all here to help each other out. So I I really appreciate that you guys are here with me today listening to this because this is the time. This is the time that we do something about our faith. And we need it so badly. You know how our world is right now. And we really do need to make sure that 
we are making ourselves better people. So, I invite you to join me in a quick prayer so that we can ask God to help us in this Lent season to become better Christians. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Father, we thank you so much for the sacrifice you made for us by giving your Son, your only Son, and allowing him to die on the cross for our sins. We thank you for that, and because of the love that you have for us, we want to show at least some sort of that love back. We know we can't amount to the love you have for us because your, your love is just holy and, and amazing and, and incalculable, but we want to get close to that. So help us during this Lent season to increase our faith with prayer, with fasting, and with almsgiving so that we can become closer to you and closer to those in this world who are going to really reflect the you we need to love. We ask you to be with us on this journey. We know that there are going to be demons that are going to be fighting us, trying to make us not succeed in this journey, but we ask you to help us fight them. Help us be strong and really focus on loving you. Thank you so much, Lord, for everything you've done for us. And we pray that you never, ever leave our side. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today in this episode of Faithless. I know it was more like a chat between us to to talk about Lent, but I feel like it's so important in this journey towards a better faith and, and getting out of this faithlessness that we talk about. So join me next uh, next Thursday if you're listening to us on the radio at 5 p.m. or if you're listening to us through podcasts on SoundCloud, you can join me next Friday on our next episode of Faithless. And until then, may God bless you and keep you always. Amen. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Faithless with Lisette Diaz. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.